0: This is Katie.
1: And this is Derek.
0: Welcome
1: Welcome to to The the Break Room. Room. Welcome back to another episode of The The Break Room. The Break Room. The Break Room. I'm Derek. This is Katie. As always, thank you for hanging out with us. Listen, the bell has rung. The door is open. Pull your chair up because we have a very interesting conversation today about parents. Yep. Now, listen. I've been in a break room before, yeah, and I've heard teachers talk about parents. And you have the all-star, rock-star parents, and then you have the parents that are in the middle that are kind of indifferent, like if you need some extra classroom stuff, you know, they may or may not break it. Their kid is kind of like right in the middle road, C plus, B minus type of. And then you have the parents, Category 3, that are not involved, Mm. that are going to take the kid's side no matter what. They're going to shift the blame onto administration Mm -hmm. and teachers and I know you've probably dealt with all three types of parents. Oh, yeah. But let's start um, at the bottom, like Drake, and work our way up, right? We started at the bottom, now we're here. Hey. <laughs> so, um, parents, like, well, before we dive into that, just okay. talk to us about your experience with parents.
0: Oh, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Mm. I've done it all. Yeah, I think there's a, before we get into any of this, okay. let's just talk about Every parent, in my opinion, is doing the best job that they know how to do. Do you think so? Yes.
1: Every parent is doing the best that they know how to do. I know you want to be optimistic, but every parent, give me a percentage, 90% of the parents are doing the best they know how to
0: do. 93%.
1: You're telling me there's 7% or there's 93% of parents in that 93%, they know what to do, the the maximum capacity that they know, and they're doing that.
0: No, 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 no. What are you saying? I'm saying that they love their babies, Mm -hmm. and in life, they are doing the best job that they know how to do. They are trying to work. They are trying to provide. They might come from generational poverty. They might come from generational trauma. Mm -hmm. They might have money or not have money. Mm -hmm. They are, but they love their babies. Like, Full stop, they love their babies. I'd push back on that. Okay, push back. Let's hear it. I'd say,
1: I'd say, I'd say half of the parents, 50%, know what they should be doing and are doing that.
0: Okay, well, maybe that is true, but I think 100% of all parents love their kids.
1: I could agree with that. Okay. Deal. Deal. Fist bump. I like it. Bam. Bam. So when you think about the parents, you said you've seen it all, you've heard it all. And before we even start, before we move forward, you just want to acknowledge parents. Say we know y'all doing your best. You love your babies.
0: You love your babies. And I try to, as a parent myself, I try to put myself in their shoes when it, and I can't fully do that. But I try to remember, I always go at it as they love their baby Mm -hmm. and they want what's best for them. Whether that happens or not, whether the kid feels that unconditional love, I don't know. But I try to look at it that way. So, I mean, I have had all of it. I've had the parents on the other side too that are like too involved. Ooh, mm, I didn't even include them. Yeah, they there's there's a whole other category mm-hmm. of the parents. I worked in one district and it was affluent, and I didn't I wasn't there very long because I didn't think that was my calling. Even though I loved my kids over there too, but. I would grade all weekend. I mean, all day Saturday while the football game is on, almost all day Sunday. And Sunday evening, I would put the grades in. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, a teacher and I was that age, that felt that felt like self-care to me because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be behind. Right. So Monday morning, I would have at least 15 emails. Like little Johnny got an 88 and we don't like mm. he needs to retake his test. And I'm like, okay. Or, you know, we need you to drop this assignment. Or we need you to like wow. 15 emails at least every Monday for years.
1: That's amazing. So I think with with that in mind, even talking about this fourth category that we've added, to involve involved enough. Kind of um, apathetic. Mm. And then maybe on the bottom end of not being visible, present, or active. I think what you said is really important that when you interact with the parents, starting with they love their babies, I think is a great place to start. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to assume.
0: That you love your babies. That
1: you love your babies. And I'm going to start the conversation there. Because I think if you started that you hate your child,
0: yeah, that'll get you all kinds of fired up. I know that's a
1: whole different conversation. Like when you start at the at the the point that you don't even care about your kid, and I can tell by their grades and how they act. Like when you start there, mm. that's how the parent teacher conference starts out, and we only got fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah,
1: right. That's a, a horrible conversation.
0: Sure, and a, a lot of teachers do start there because they've seen a lot of things, and they're like maybe come from a different background, or they they're college educated. Mm-hmm. We would assume if they're in the classroom. And they're like, well, everybody should behave like I do, or, and that's just not the case.
1: Yeah, uh, I heard a um, person say that police officers see when they talk about the hardest professions. They talk about one being like law enforcement and public servants because they get to see the worst of humanity, mm. and they said the second worst are teachers because they get to see their kids.
0: Right. I
1: was like, whoa, I've never thought about that. Like the people that are doing all the the things, they have kids. Yeah. And their kids are seeing them do all the things. And that
0: is hard to break. Oh, my God. Hard to break. Yeah. And education is the only way out of it.
1: Ooh, that's good. That's good.
0: And so I would say to teachers, I would never allow a parent to rail on me. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's by phone. And they're calling me this, this, and this, and this, which has happened. Mm-hmm. And I stayed on the phone too long trying to calm them down. Mm-hmm. Now, 16 years in, I'm like, this conversation is over. Thank you. Please give everything else to the administration. Yeah. Goodbye. And I also, I'm a, this is one of my quotes. So tweet it out. If you're doing this right, you're pissing off some parents. Mm. It's just going to happen. What's going to piss them off? Well, they come from some homes that there might be things that are allowed in that home that are never going to be allowed in my English classroom with 30 other kids. Right. Never going to be allowed. Maybe you get to drop the F-bomb at home around the dinner table,
1: mm-hmm.
0: around the video game, right. around whatever. But that's, I mean, if my classroom is PG, that ain't allowed. Yeah. And so they're like, well, he gets to do that. Mm. Not
1: in my space. Yeah. And I think that's part of being not only human, but being an adult or transitioning into adulthood. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I've always been concerned about, invested in, but also concerned about, is uh, the level, like what we deem as professionalism. Mm. And I know being a, uh, being black and being male, I, I think I face professionalism in a very unique way.
0: Oh, say more.
1: Yeah, in the the way that I dress, or the way that I carry my hair, or the the facial hair that I, I wear, or even the vernacular that I use. Uh, just growing up, it, we've been taught, we've been indoctrinated, or mm. right? we've been conditioned to think: you dress a certain way, you look a certain way, you talk a certain way, you walk a certain way, in order to get in. And um, what happens is that you find people that uh, get tired of wearing that mask or putting on that costume Mm -hmm. and going to work. And so the challenge of professionalism has been what uh, has been deemed as professional is that professionalism. But on the other side, uh, we've created uh, environments, people um, that did not want to be in those environments have created their own environments. And I've been in places where there's beer on tap in the break room Mm -hmm. and um, there's like liquor on the desk and, boardrooms and yeah. people wear flip-flops and shorts and t-shirts and they cuss at work and it's like there's somebody that got fed up with this type of atmosphere and started their own. Well, then you get children that are going through the educational system and they're being taught um, no value in being able to be aware of their environment and um, adjust accordingly. Right. Right. And And I think because people have been, uh, been adjusting so long, mm-hmm. they consider that as selling out, right? It's like, I'm not going to come in this place and not be who I am. But the truth is is that um, oftentimes being self-aware isn't necessarily, like, because if we come in where we're comfortable, other people may be uncomfortable. Right. And I don't want us to sacrifice our individuality for the sake of the group, but we also have to consider the group. And so if I was a parent and I allow my kid to curse at home or dress a certain way at home, but those are not the rules at school, then I'm going to say, hey, this is what you have to do at school. And there's a way for you to be unique and individual and still be there without selling out. But understand if you don't do that, then you're going to get in trouble. Right? You're breaking the rules. So I, I think where we are missing the mark as parents um, is that we are not teaching our kids how to read a room, how to adjust, how to not conform, but maybe dial back a little bit until we can create our own. Sure. Right?
0: Right. I mean, it it comes with, for lack of a better word, like street cred, right? Mm -hmm. Like at Paradigm Shifts, you have street cred, Mm -hmm. right? You can walk into any room, be associated with Paradigm Shift, and you could be wearing pajama pants. I don't know. This is true. But you could like charm a room. You can train a room. Mm -hmm. You know the room. Mm -hmm. And so I think it takes some of that. Like those other places that you were talking about that have alcohol on the conference room. Mm -hmm. You still have to, I mean, you still have to read the room. That's true. And so, yeah, I think you're right that some of our kids don't know how to adjust to the different environments. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And does that start at home? Am I correct?
0: Yeah, I think it does start at home. I think it also can be taught by an educator. And I also think as educators, we have to adjust some of our activities and lessons and we've talked about gamifying things and making the lessons mirror the real world. Yeah. Right. Like if you and I get together and we're going to create something, we're going to make a, make a presentation for a huge group of corporate America. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're going to create together. We're going to collaborate. We're going to come up with good ideas. We're going to come up with bad ones. Are you creating that for your kids in your classroom? Are you sitting in straight rows and?
1: Ooh, that's good. Yeah.
0: No, now now that you say that, when I
1: reflect back on everything that we talked about, it's all about. Uh, adapting to the current environment and preparing them to be outside of the classroom. We're talking yep. about uh, the the digital heroine and mm-hmm. how we use technology and gamifying and hallway leadership and all these things that we're introducing into the break room, these break room conversations. It's all about how can we keep up with the changing times? How can we uh, modernize? How can we make a contemporary learning environment? Not only adjust to how times are changing, but prepare them for adulthood. And I think that's really good.
0: I mean, that's what we should be doing. That's why. I'm sorry. Jazz, you're going to have to cut this. I've had phlegm in my back of my throat for five years. I need to see an ENT.
1: Mm. (laughs) You you can put your throat on here. We're in the break room. There we go. Get it on out.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, So the question was, we're preparing them for adulthood. So adulthood has changed a little bit. Like if you think of the workforce, Back in the 70s, it does not look like the workforce today. So teachers right. also have to kind of keep up with that. Are we doing project-based learning? Are we collaborating? Are we allowing kids to do the things that they need to be able to do to be successful? Right. And I think sometimes school looks like it did 100 years ago.
1: Mm, ooh, you about to step on some toes, Katie. Yeah, too.
0: I am. I am. And I'm going to push at that. If our If our classroom looks like it did a hundred years ago, then we are failing our kids. Wow. We're not relentlessly doing what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And we that's one of my things I say. When it comes to cell phones, ban them. We got to relentlessly do what's best for them. When it comes to teaching our kids appropriately, we have to be able to adjust and change. And and it's hard.
1: Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. You have to be bought in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you got to stay ahead of the curve instead of constantly paying catch up. Yes, I think that's important as well.
0: And I think that I mean, like, as a teacher, like, you can find a teacher who's taught five years and she's like, "I understand all of it. I'm good. I don't need to grow. up. Mm. I don't need PD. Mm. I don't need an instructional coach. Huh? I, I need nothing." Mm. That's a problem. Yeah, like as a 20 year vet, you're still open minded. You're still learning. Should be. You're still like you you can't be be leery of the person who thinks they got it all figured out. Yeah, nobody does.
1: So we talk about partnering with parents. Parents. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a partnership, right? If we're talking about spending, hopefully they're getting eight hours of sleep, then hopefully they're spending eight hours of school, and then hopefully they're spending eight hours with their parents and families. How can we partner best? Just give us two or three tips on how teachers can partner with parents to kind of rally around the student.
0: I mean, I say invite parents into your classroom. Like I...
1: All, like while it's going?
0: Yes. Ooh. Like let's say I call little Susie's parent and say, and I always like to use the poop sandwich. Have you
1: heard of a poop sandwich? Uh, I think I have, but talk to me a little bit about the poop sandwich.
0: A poop sandwich is you call and you, and it it can't be an email. It can't be a text. You got to pick up the phone. Yeah. And I know some of our Gen Z teachers are like, uh, -uh, that's not how it works. (laughs) You got to call. Yeah. And send the text and send the email too. But when you talk to them, you say, you know, Derek is so smart. He... Wrote this beautiful poem. I was so proud of him. I think it's going to get published in the con- the contest. We're going to put it in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He also threw a desk and told a girl to f off and walked out of the classroom and slammed it the door. But
1: <laughs> this is great. Poop this sandwich.
0: is this is a great food sandwich. But we love him and we know he's better than that. So what can we do to to get them back on get him back on track? And then you throw it to him like it's like pass the ball. Yeah. Like and then you just sit there. And then you wait to see what you're going to get back.
1: Mm. It might
0: be like, no, my baby. Um, and it might be, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. He's grounded for the eternity. He's going to write you an apology. like, Or it might be, you know, okay, we'll talk to him. Whatever. Yeah. You know, it just depends. Um, so poop I inv- I invite poop sandwich. Here you go. Yeah. Eat it. Um, Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But... I always invite parents in Okay. because they're like, well, let's say we're with the not my baby mm-hmm. parents. I'm like, I would love for you to come to my class. I would love to see you to see the environment. I want you to see the cool things we're doing. You can't take off work. I work during the day. Okay, well, let's figure out a way for you to get up here and see the environment. Mm-hmm. What can we do? You know, can you come during or come after school? Come after school and, and hang out with me a little bit. I'll walk you around the school. We'll do this and this. You know, it's not as easy as all that because you gotta have clearance and you gotta have a your driver's license up there and you have to to be able to walk in the school right. and be approved. But I I mean, I've had parents send a youth pastor. Oof. I had a parent send a sergeant. Wow. Yeah. And, like, like the mama was like, okay, well, he's got a mentor, and he's a sergeant in the Army, and he ain't going to play like that. And so that sergeant, he's coming to the class tomorrow. Mm. And when you get a knock at 1042, it's the sergeant. You're going to have him open the door. I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and so then I did. I was like, Demarie, go get the door. Yeah. And he opens the door, and, like, and he, like, salutes And the sergeant came in and spent the hour with us.
1: Wow. How was the Maria?
0: Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In every way. And and at their core, I like to believe that all people are good. And all kids are good.
1: And all parents love their kids.
0: And all parents love their babies. So I'm all about like having a body cam (laughs) as you're teaching. Like some people are like very against cameras in the classroom. But I'm, I'm not. Well, I don't know. I'm always a little leery about that, too. Like, what's going on in there that you don't want people to see? Yeah. Like, they're probably recording you anyway. So might as well have the camera. You can be like, oh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: look what Derek did. Mm -hmm. There it is. Um, And I think it's safety. I think it's, I think it would help teachers maybe teach a little bit better who are not intrinsically motivated to do so. Yeah. I
1: like it. So it's the teachers that are against it, not everybody else. Oh,
0: it's the teachers that are against
1: it. I was talking to a a friend that lives in Atlanta, and I said um, he was talking about the kids' behavior and trying to talk to parents and trying to convince the parents of the kids' behavior. I was like, dude, why don't you just, like, have a closed broadband, like a network, and just set up a camera, and parents can chime in. Like, they can log in from wherever they are and watch. Like, I was like, if I was a parent— and I've been telling, people have been telling me that my kid is behaving poorly. I would just have it up on the other screen while I was working. Yeah. And I would just watch. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would, I don't know if there's a way you can come over the intercom and be like, uh, Damari, sit down.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you a fan of Harry Potter when they get a howler? Are you not a Harry Potter fan?
1: Uh, I've, seen, you, I've seen all of them, but I, it, I...
0: You haven't read it.
1: I haven't read it. And, then I, and then I like binge them until they all mush together. Uh-huh. So my kids are like, "Some, some Dumbledore?" And I'm like, "What?"
0: <laughs> okay, so you in the Harry Potter world? God, I'm nerding out today. Uh, you can the parents can send their kids a howler, and it's like a, it'll pipe, it'll get there, and it'll open in front of everyone, and it's the parents' voice, like, "What are you thinking?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, you got a howler! Oh my gosh, we need howlers." <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you can be like. You see, your parents are watching. I told them,
1: uh, but I mean, teachers got to teach then,
0: Right. I mean, how many, what if, what if you've got a classroom that's out of control, you've got 15 big personalities, Mm -hmm. uh, things are happening. You are one person. So can things happen in a 36 person class without you knowing hundred percent?
1: But with body cams, it's like, not only am I catching the behavior of the officer, but I'm catching the behavior of the, it's a suspect as well.
0: And then. And
1: <laughs> Person. <laughs> yeah, the civilian. The there we go. <laughs> not suspect. Civilian.
0: Uh, it's a good practice anyways. I used to, like, wrap my cell phone around, like, my coffee cup. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, video myself teaching because I was always constantly trying to improve my practice. Oh, that's cool. And so then I'd be like, why did I pick that outfit? <laughs>
1: really um, looked good
0: in it yeah billy thank right. you man <laughs> i gotta get one of these flowy things oh. um so i bet i i thought it was a really good practice in it and it still is like what do you, you think you look a certain way or you think you're teaching a certain way you think you've you know got the room under control but maybe right. you don't
1: and i think that's important so when we're talking about partnering with the parents you gave us two really good ideas can you give us one more you said invite them in the classroom poop sandwich What's the third one?
0: I mean, I would do a parent newsletter, whether okay. that went out. Not from the school. From you. From the class. Yeah, like this the is what is going on in eighth grade English this week. Right. Every Friday or every Monday, whenever you send it. And it's all the parents' email address or maybe you send it via text or whatever. There's all kinds of different online free things that you can send out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a test on Thursday. Mm -hmm. We have a presentation on Friday. Mm -hmm. Ask your kid about this. We did this in class. Uh, And also, I think it's great because then, you know, teenagers, too. How was your day? Fine. What would you do? Nothing. Mm. And then they're, like, off doing whatever teenagers do. Right. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is a lot. Which is a lot. Yeah. And so you can be like, hey, you know, Miss Kinder just sent that you have a big presentation. You're Ooh. supposed to dress like, um, you know, the person you've been researching. And, and you have to get up in front of the class on Friday and speak to the class as if you're that person. Who yeah. did you pick? I'd be like, oh, my gosh, Miss Kinder. You are, you, do- are you ready? They like, do like re- You, know, yeah. like, uh, you want to do it in front of us? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a good way. And I, lo- I mean, my son, they sent out a... A newsletter per school, not necessarily per teacher, but mm-hmm. I always read it. Yeah. I'm like, why Why did everybody get in trouble in second lunch?
1: Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's valid. And I'm I like, uh, we have a little parent portal that lets us know when our kids have turned an assignment or when mm-hmm. they haven't and they're great. Like it updates daily. Mm-hmm. Like when they're not in class or they were late or attendance and all that stuff. And our kids hate it.
0: Oh, yeah. The kids hate it.
1: Yeah, it's like they 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 like it on one end because we help to serve as reminders, but they don't like it when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and so it's like I screenshot, send it. Hey, where you at? Said that you're not in class. I'm like, oh, I was in. Uh, I'm like, all right, don't play because I checked mine. I don't even know what it's called. It's like some parent. Yeah. Thing. I don't. Even, I don't know what. It
0: is. We have a parent portal too that yeah. we get, and I'll be I'll be really amazing on it like for weeks, mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of drop off because I feel like we're all like. Yeah. Up to date. Yeah. And then I'll get another notification three weeks later. And I'm like, Stop. yeah, like, what are we doing? Because, I mean, they are little bitty kids trapped in great big bodies. They do need us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How, how have you weaned off as a parent? Because not only are you a teacher, but you're a parent.
0: I am. One. So I am. when you talk
1: about like you're on both sides of it. Right. It's like you have a you have a, a kid that are, that are around the ages kids that are around the ages that you used to teach. Right. Yeah. And then so you've you've taught your kids kind of age and night, but you're also a parent. Right. So like let's t- let's talk about being a, a parent as a teacher. Like what have you done with the inside of a teacher to be the best parent of a student that you can
0: be? I really go at it through an empathy lens. Mm -hmm. Like if, cause I've seen so many like underdogs are being picked on for being different or somebody has some sort of disability that's maybe unseen to the eye and they might be, you know, maybe doing something in class that gets them maybe made fun of or whatever. Uh, Just be the guy, be the girl who says or checks on that person who goes and checks on the person who's sitting alone or yeah that's what I as a as a teacher mom that's what I want my kids Mm -hmm. I would rather them my teach the teachers and my kids say your kid is kind rather than really really sweet yeah and I I dig that and so that's really what I've looked at because I've seen I mean and those are formidable years like and something is said or Mm -hmm. or done something that stays with you
1: yeah Yeah, that sets you up. You talk about small people becoming bigger humans, uh, these younger humans becoming older humans. I think it's very important to kind of instill some of those things that it's not just about grades and registration. Right. Uh, You're really solidifying who you are, who you will become by participating in extracurricular activities or keeping a schedule or turning your homework on time or being respectful or being involved or being protective and empathetic. Like those are things like it's the it's the environment in which you get to practice being the human you, you want to be.
0: Right. With some kids who maybe feel less than human. They, mm. you know, that prefrontal cortex they is not developed. And there's some people who just lose their mind. Think of you in middle school. You a nice guy? Were you
1: a... I was a nice guy. You were a nice guy. I was totally a follower, though. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I could easily be found doing some things that I, I knew I shouldn't have been doing. But um, it was always like I knew where the line was. Mm. It was like... I'd talk, and then teacher would turn around, like, hey, stop talking. And then i talk and Ah, uh, you were sneaky. I, I was sneaky, but it was like I knew the limit. I knew the line. that was like, all right. And I got that look. And then I was like, ooh, like, that's the look I'm about to call. It's even, but my, my parents were super active, specifically my dad. Like, mm-hmm. my dad drove buses, and so he was always at the school. Mm-hmm. And so he would pop in and look through the little glass window in the door. Oh, dad had that. Like
0: that is awesome.
1: Yeah, he had that look. And then he made sure that everybody in the school knew who he was and whose son I was. Like he knew. And so I like the teachers wouldn't even call me Derek. They call me Lil Tank. My dad's name was Tank. Hey, Lil Tank. Like, dang it, he's made it around again. Gummy dad.
0: God love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, because everybody loves their baby.
1: Yeah. So, of course, I mean, I know you and I are talking. We're parents, and I haven't taught nearly as much as you have. I was only a self. For people that are listening to this, I don't have the Katie Kinder experience. I only had <laughs> two semesters worth of substitute teaching, and I was like, I think I can impact these kids a different way.
0: I'm out. <laughs>
1: Essentially is what I said. But we have this question here uh, from another teacher. It says, the Parent Teachers Conference and the strategy I started using when parents were hell bent on- re- on railing on me um that's that's what I used was the parent teacher conference. Uh, but the question is um I got an extremely unkind email at four p m on a friday from from a parent saying that I bullied their kid. I try not to let it bother me, but it ruined my weekend. I was so offended how can i How can I let things like that? not affect me I'll I'll restate it again I'll restate it again um this particular person was using parent-teacher conference to kind of address those issues especially when parents are like hell-bent on like hearing from them and being involved things like this this particular person on a Friday received uh-huh. an email from a parent saying that, that I bullied their kid I tried to not let it impact me right And I try to use parent-teacher conference and all the things to, like, communicate with folks. But this was over the weekend. I try not to let those things bother me. What can I do to prevent that from happening?
0: It's really hard. And it's like you're already exhausted. It's Friday. Friday. You have have poured into every single day. And then a parent who knows nothing about what you're doing every day for their kid uh, accuses you of something so horrific. Like, and... It hurts. Yeah, even worse when they copy the principal and the superintendent Ooh. and the like. I mean, right? But I am going to say it again, and I have said this to many of principals. You know, if you are doing this correctly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you are going to make some parents mad. They yeah. can say you're bullying my kid, which is just such a harmful thing to say to anyone. Right? And I think you just become more confident and know. I would I would pass it off. I'd be like, hey, you know. Johnny's mom's mad, and they said that I bullied him, and I'm just gonna pass this off to a counselor to a, to a principal and uh, let me know yeah <laughs> and I, not that it won't bother you because sometimes this profession you do you take it with you, you take it into the weekend or you because yeah. we're it's messy and it's human and but keep but teach on, don't leave, we need you yeah and and if you go at it as this parent loves their baby and they are mama bearing or whatever. Mm-hmm. and and I know I'm not bullying the sweet kid right. and I'm doing the best job I can. and I, again, I think the remedy is come watch me teach. Yeah, come on in.
1: yeah, uh, see it for yourself. yeah both sides.
0: Both sides like yeah. see the cool things we're doing and also you know but but I would also it would make me look at my practice too. yeah. what am I doing? What can I change? And just having that open mind, open heart, comes with experience too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that prompted two more follow up questions. Oh. I know we're running, we're running time. The bell okay. about to ring. I can feel it. Uh, me, I too. Can feel it. me too. Me um, too. Um, could it also be that? Because I I know students that will twist the story. Sure. Yep. Is it is it also that care care and firm interaction can be perceived as bullying? Sure. Yeah. Sure. How 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 would you instruct the teacher? Because I was I was in a classroom, and uh, oh no no no, I just want to say not as upfront. I was a student okay. in the classroom, and it was this guy Mr. Williams who was so involved, and everybody hated him at the beginning of the semester and loved him at the end. Sure, that's how it should be. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like he held people accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, he had his own yard business, which means he has employees, which he was like. You all are in charge of your own things. I'm going to treat you like young adults. I'm going to give you the assignment. If you don't finish it, it's on you. No, you can't make it up. No, you don't get extra credit. You have the assignments weeks in advance. Like, you know, it, like, it's on you. He really taught us, like, how to be young adults in school. And there was a kid who didn't, um, didn't turn his assignment in. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he tried to turn it in late. Mr. Williams didn't take it. He threw a, the kid threw a hissy fit in the middle of class, mm-hmm. and he always called you Mister and Mrs. by your first or last night. Mister mm-hmm. Sire, please stand. Mm-hmm. Student stood up. He said, uh, "When did you get this assignment?" In the front of all the class, in front mm-hmm. of all the class, he said, "I don't know." He said, "Can someone pull out their syllabus and tell us when this assignment?" And it was like two weeks ago. You had that means you had ten school days, fourteen. Uh, days, including the weekend, to do this assignment. I know you're an athlete. I know you're a scholar. I know you're really smart. So I know you can do this work. I know you're busy. What happened that you didn't do the work? Oh, no. Okay. I don't know. Get you zeros. Mm. Now, I could see that today being considered bullying. Yeah. That teacher stood my kid up in front of the whole classroom, told the whole classroom the grade that he got on assignment. Like, this is illegal, by the way. Don't do that. I mean, listen. I mean, this is old school. We in right, the eighties, early nineties, right right? right? right. I mean, this was like you. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you brought it up, so let's talk about it yeah. in front of our class, in front of everyone.
0: Um, I, I mean, I have several things. It was Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams, I love you. Let's find him. Okay, you think he's still with us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's find Mr. Williams. But I would think that if Mr. Williams in the eighties and nineties had a class that ran like that, then he would also be open to looking at the education research Mm -hmm. and seeing that public humiliation is probably not the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also uh, what research says about zeros. And then we have FERPA, where you're not allowed to disclose Mm -hmm. grades. So I think probably Mr. Williams today is a, is a innovative teacher who Mm -hmm. still holds his kids to a really high standard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's difficult. But I
0: can, I mean, but I also like, I like to joke with my kids. Like mm -hmm. I, I, you know, once I feel like we have the rapport and we can, you know, and uh, I could see a kid, I I mean, I I have had a kid that I adore Mm -hmm. go home and say, Ms. Kinder embarrassed me. Wow. And the, and I was devastated that she got embarrassed. We had, you know, I had joked with her about something and mm-hmm. she thought it was funny and she laughed. And But then in her middle school heart, she felt like, and so the parents came up and they wanted a meeting and they wanted all the principals and all, my entire team and everyone wow. there. And I love those meetings. I <coughs> lean
1: into those meetings because I want the kid there. I'm like, oh, the kid went there. Oh, no, the kid has to be there. Yeah, I want to have I this agree. meeting without the kid.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. But uh, so, I mean, I just, I also think it's, there's just room for improvement and there's room to learn from mistakes. And Oof. yeah, you just got to be that growth mindset.
1: Yeah. Last question. Okay. You said most parents, we, you said 93% of parents love their babies and they're doing that. Well, 100% of parents love their love babies. Their babies. 93 babies. are doing the best they can do. Yes. Give me that percentage on teachers.
0: Oh, that is loaded, Derek <laughs> Eugene Sire. What's your middle name? Dwayne. Dwayne. Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. Derek Dwayne Sire. Yes. How dare you? Um. I...
1: Wait. I want to clarify the question. Okay, okay, okay. How many teachers love their babies, love their students, and how many of them are doing the absolute best they can? Oh. <laughs> Wait. If you feel like we're going to lose some listeners over this, don't answer. I'm no, no,
0: no, 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 no answering. It's the break room, baby. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it all goes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think, okay. Wait, I'm gonna,
1: wait, 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 I'm, wait. Because you can't see us for the listeners. <laughs> Katie has leaned back into her chair. She's holding on to the headrest. Her lips are curled like.
0: <sighs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Seriously.
0: I'm going to give you a layered response. Okay.
1: Okay. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> It's a loaded question.
0: It's true. Depends on the building. Okay. Depends on the principal. Okay. Depends on the leadership in the whole district. Okay. Depends on the teachers who are intrinsically motivated to do mm-hmm. what's best. So I think you could find a variety. I think you could find a, a school that's just barely holding on. 10% of the teachers maybe try hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think you can find an innovative school that. When you walk in, the hallways are almost like crackly. Like I can feel, I know a personality of a building when I walk And I can feel that it's crackly and I can feel that there's cool things happening. And, and then 90% of the staff is like, Paw-a. and then you look at the principal and they're like, yeah. And like, so I think it depends.
1: Katie says she's not going to get into politics, but that was a great political hint. That
0: <laughs> yeah, was great.
1: It depends. So if you are a building that is crackling and great leadership and wonderful teachers, then we'll go with the 93%. And, and if you are not, uh, she said 10% is what she said. I, think, I don't well, want to put words in your mouth, but 10% was what you threw out.
0: I said that that in some buildings. How dare you, Derek Sire, yeah. Derek Duane. Um, Yeah, it's just I think it does depend.
1: Okay. Got it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's the bill. Sorry so long. Make it back to your classrooms. Get back in the front office. Grab your donut on the way out. And thanks for hanging out with us in in the break room. room.